Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 11, chapter 136. That same year, was it March or April, there was a boy of respectable family, whose name shall remain hidden, who used to go to Philip frequently. He used to go to confession to members of religious orders, and everyone was impressed by this. But he used to conceal certain sins in his confession, being embarrassed about them. Now, while he was behaving like this, he went to see Philip as usual. As soon as he saw him, Philip burst into tears and sobbed like a child being spanked by its mother until he brought the boy to the same condition of weeping. Through his sobs and tears, he managed to say these words. How comes it that you are not revealing all your sins to the priest who hears your confession? Confess to him. Tell him the sins you have done. Otherwise, you are wasting his time. The boy was taken back at hearing this, given that what he was hearing from the father was something he had mentioned to no living soul. And he trembled all over in shock and awe. He too began to cry like a child and resolved at once to repent properly and reveal his vice to the priest who heard his confessions. The following day, he did precisely that and made a confession of his whole life. Then he returned as usual to Philip, who looked at him, and although he knew nothing about his having gone to confession, he could tell what he had done by the changed expression on his face. He commended his action and said he was a new person since the previous day. What is the meaning of this new bearing you have, this new expression? You seem to me quite different from yesterday. Believe me, you have put on a new face. This remarkable and unexpected insight so affected the boy he was astonished again. And from then on, and from then on, he has regularly used the sacraments from which he has drawn such spiritual strength that he has dedicated himself entirely to God, body, and soul. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is a human being? Are we a body? Are we a soul? Well, the end of tonight's reading 
Galonia says he dedicated himself to God entirely, body and soul. In other words, this young man, who was the son of Constanza Crescenzia, a famous penitent of Philip, whom he healed twice of various diseases, this young man dedicated himself entirely, that is, his body and his soul. In other words, this young man, like all of us, is a unity. He's a unity of matter and spirit, body and soul. And what we do in our soul, what we do with our minds and our hearts, our wills, and the high point of our soul, what we call the spirit, affects our body. And the condition of our bodies also affects the soul because they're interrelated. They form a unity. A body without a soul is a corpse. And the soul outside the body is an incomplete person. The soul without the body always retains its union, its connection, its orientation towards our bodies. And at the end of time, we'll rise in our human bodies. And so it's very important that we see ourselves as a unity and not try to compartmentalize our spiritual life from our work life, from our family life, as though we could sort of separate ourselves. No, we're a unity. We live as we pray, and we pray as we live. And so tonight, we read about this young man who had tried to keep all kinds of things separate from each other. He clearly wanted everyone to think well of him, so he was going to confession to religious, and people thought oh, he must be a very holy man. He's going to these priests, these very difficult, serious priests. But yet the whole time he's living a double life. It's a whole part of his life that he's not even confessing. He's not bringing to the Lord. And St. Philip Neri had the grace to see through this. And why was St. Philip weeping? Was that a show? Was he pretending? Well, no. We know that St. Philip identified himself with people. He took upon himself their sorrows. And this young man was in a very, very terrible spiritual state. And when St. Philip recognized that, he felt a real contrition. He felt the contrition as though he were that man. What does St. Philip always say? Except for the grace of God, there go I. He would see someone going off who had murdered someone. And he would say, except for the grace of God, there go I. St. Philip did not consider himself above sinners. He didn't consider himself better than anyone else. He knew that except for the grace of God, he would do the same things. And he felt sorry for this young man. And in his sorrow and his love for him, he told him the truth. You're wasting priest time, he said. Tell the truth. Now, why did the young man then have to go and confess his whole life? We call it general confession. Well, because up until that point, every sin he had confessed in a bad confession wasn't forgiven. If you have a serious sin, let's say you're committing adultery. 
and you go to confession and confess doing everything else you've done, getting drunk, doing all this other stuff, shady deals, stealing, but you don't confess the adultery because you're ashamed. Well, nothing can be forgiven. With mortal sins, it's all or nothing. You either We either turn ourselves back to God totally, or we don't. If we're refusing to acknowledge some serious sin, then basically we can't restore the relationship, and therefore none of the sins can be forgiven. And that's what this young man discovered. By keeping back, compartmentalizing this one part of his life, he was blocking all of his sins being forgiven. So then he had to go back and reconfess them all from the beginning. But what peace that brought. What joy that brought to his face. His closeness to God after that confession, after getting all that off him, unloading all of that burden. The spiritual joy of his soul shone in his face. Truly we are a body-soul composite. Truly we are a body-soul unity. And the church, as our mother looks after our bodies and our souls. Let us, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, put our salvation first. And let's do all the things we need to do for our salvation. If we need more sleep for our bodies, get more sleep. If we need to get some good rest, get good rest. If we need to eat something, eat. If we take medication, take medication. We have to see our lives as one, as a unity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.